0: To the B-Bot Hill category for Mate George Bets. Uh-huh.
1: Tech Talk Tuesday with the VP of motorsports and like business development, Scotty Balby. We call him Scotty Chuhati here at the Beer Money Polling Team. And we have partnered up with Premier Lubricants to bring you a discount on fantastic products. And every Tuesday night, we highlight some products. Let us know where you're watching from tonight. We've appreciated all the emails from many of you that have sent questions in for Scott. And then Doug will reach out to him and uh, do that all that stuff there. So, again, my name is Jason Schultz, Beer Money Below me, Scott Balby, we got to do like Hollywood scares, Scott. And then you got to point at Doug and Doug is our internal sales guy and uh, also the general manager of the beer money pulling team. He's our one stop shopper. If we want to get it done, we go to Doug. So welcome to October truck and tractor pulling fans and motorsports fans everywhere. Tonight we're talking, you said automotive oils tonight. Is that what we're talking about tonight, Scott?
2: Yep. Uh, Happy Tuesday, everybody. So tonight we're going to talk about automotive gear oil and the GL number that's represented to the gear oil. So um, before we get going, I I just want to highlight one topic that uh, I was up to Williams Grove Speedway, Pennsylvania for a World of Outlaw Pennsylvania Posse show. So we we get asked or I get asked all the time uh, or an engine builder recommend. And you see it a lot in power sports like with motorcycle and Uh, smaller engines, go-kart engines, but um, two T and four T. So I just want to explain something quick so that everyone can reference what that means. So the T actually is a, uh, some will say it's French, some will say it's German, but it actually means that T means tact or T-A-K-T. And uh, that you know the vocabulary meaning for that is stroke or cycle. So when you see 2T or 4T, it's actually representing two stroke or two cycle or four stroke or four cycle. So, um, if you look on an oil bottle, typically it'll say it there's a little circle with the 4T or 2T, but like I say, in motorcycle world, you see it a lot. They kind of reference the nomenclature vocabulary, they'll say, I need to have you know 20W50 4T or vice versa, you know, 2T. So just want to clarify that because mm-hmm. I had some emails on that over the weekend and I had three people uh, didn't ask me about it, but they said, hey, do you have 4T uh, oil? So I just want to clarify that that technically is 4-stroke and 2T is 2-stroke. So, but uh, with that said, um, we'll get on to tonight's program. So tonight's automotive gear oil. Hey, so, John, before you take off, I want to do other people know. So... Across the bottom is our coupon code.
1: Anything you order from our website, you save 15%. So by using coupon code BMPT, and you just go to beermoneypullingteam.com, click on, what is our link on here again?
0: Premier uh, Lubricants.
1: Premier Lubricants, yep, duh. Yep, KS, Premier uh, Lubricants KS. I will uh, do it right now. I'll show everybody how to do it at home. <coughs> Give me one second here. Go to our website right now. So, go to beermoneypollingteam.com. That's our website, looks like. Click on Premier Lubricants and then order away. And then use coupon code B- BMPT at checkout and save 15%. So, I want to thank people. We, we've sold some ether and some soap. What have we all sold so
0: far, Doug? Ether and soap so far. Ether,
1: uh, ether. And that's the things we've talked
2: about on the shows. So, that's right? it. Yeah. That's yep. Cool.
0: Excellent. So,
2: so tonight, so to get going, so we're gonna we're gonna highlight automotive gear oil tonight and then the GL number, but there's two classifications for gear oil, and they're completely different animals. So there's a SAE gear oil, which is your automotive, that's Society of Automotive Engineers, just like with engine oil. And then there's the AGMA or AGMA, and that's American Gear Manufacturer Association. So they uh do the engineering for industrial gear oil. And like I said, they're complete different animals. They're different, um, additives in them, so forth. So, uh, for tonight, we're going to just focus on the automotive gear oil, which is most common in, uh, the automotive world, heavy duty trucks, light trucks, tractor, truck, pull, etc. cetera, motorsports. So, but, uh, with that said, the most common, um, automotive and racing gears are the hypoid pinion. So, they, are, um, they have an access that is offset. Um, they're common in autos, like I said, and common in heavy-duty trucks and motorsports as well. So they're designed to take high load capacity. Uh, they're space savings. So, that, you know, in the engineers' design, they were kind of made to get into the small, you know, uh, rear ends of pumpkins. And uh, with that uh, design, they require an EP lubricant, which we're going to get into later on which is uh, extreme pressure. So, but um, I have a picture there. That's the basic, um, I don't know if you can blow it up or not, but that's your basic hypoid and pinion. And uh, the basic function of the gear lubricants is uh, minimizes wear and gear distress. It reduces noise. It reduces friction and dissipates heat. It resists oxidation, rust, and corrosion. It's compatible with seals and bearings. It removes metal contaminants and it prevents and reduces foam. So to achieve this, you have to have some pretty good additives in these things. And it's a careful balance uh, to get this from competitor to competitors. So the the main ingredient for the EP or extreme pressure additive is sulfur and phosphorus. And then they have dispersant, which suspends sludge and varnish. You have your copper passivator. Then you have your anti-rust additives. You have your friction modifiers, which is technically in our world limited slip. And then you have your anti-foam additive. So, but uh, people will see too that um, a lot of automotive gear oils, you'll see anti-scuff gear lubricants and anti-scuff just simply means it's commonly referred to as EP or extreme pressure. So. And like I said, the most common additives for EP uh, in today's world is the sulfur phosphorus.
0: So is that what gives gear oil its nasty stink?
2: It It is, yep. It's the sulfur. Sulfur is always a smelly thing. It's been smelly forever. Um, so, yeah, you're spot on. And then we'll talk about the additives a little bit down the road here in the show. So, But in, in a nutshell, um, back way back before my time when they were introducing in GM and Ford and all the auto industry people, um, they had lead additives in the gear oil or transmission oil at the time. They're kind of using the same oil for the transmissions and for the gear, you know, gear on the rear end. So, but uh, as time went on, like everything, they found out that it wasn't good for the environment. So they started um, engineering and, and coming up with some new chemistry. So they, they introduced sulfur, First, and they found out that sulfur made this, uh, you know, um, layer in between the gears. But later down the road, they found out it was good for one thing, but the sulfur was not good for yellow metals or brass or, you know, any of that style, um, you know, metallurgy. So they had to go back to the drawing board and figure out how they could come up with, you know, a new additive package that wouldn't hurt anything. So they introduced phosphorus. And um, the phosphorus worked really good, it, you know, was, um, basically it created a solid uh, sacrificial layer of, layer of material in between the gears. So down the road, they found out that, you know, they were still having a problem with corrosion of brass and, uh, you know, transmission, different metals they used to use in these uh, transmissions of that. So somewhere about 25 years ago in our lifetime, so they came out with an, the inactive sulfur additives in the world. So it's still sulfur and phosphorus, but it's inactive and there's benefits to that. So, but, uh, and that's the most (coughs) uh, chemistry that they still use today in these gears, your gear oil, excuse me. So, but um, if you have any questions on that, so what is the GL number in the gear oil? So there's, there's a little confusion. So when you go to the industrial gear oils, they come in like Agma 1, Agma 2, 3, 4, so on. Those are actually rated by viscosity. So one is a lower viscosity. And as you get higher, the viscosity goes up or thicker, so to speak. A lot of people over the years thought that the GL, you know, the GL rating, so GL1, GL2, GL3, GL4, GL5, and GL6, uh, kind of represented the same thing. Uh, and that's not true. So the the GL number with automotive gear oil was basically the amount of additive that they put in for a certain style of gear. So as they um, went higher, like a GL five, there was more EP additive in the chemistry, and typically that was your you know steep angle gears or you know gears that take a lot of pressure and load and slide. So but um, currently, um, there's only really two active GL number uh, gear wheels. It's GL4 and GL5. So, um, you know, GL1 was old school, and like I say, they when they first came out with it years and years ago, they used it in synchronized transmissions, in the auto industry, and uh, also in the differential. Again, it was bad for brass, just to summarize, just to simplify it. So, but um, they do have another um, gear oil selection that's active. It's MT-1, which, you know, we can talk about that a little later. But um, so for now, just for the understanding of our audience, the GL-1, the GL-2, GL-3 spec is obsolete. They're not current. And then GL6 is obsolete as well. So, GL6 came into the arena when Ford and GM got together when they had these real steep gears when they had transfer cases come in. So, back in the day, technically GL6 had the most goodies in it, the most extreme. So, but if, you know, fast forward to today, um, all the new engineering and, and petroleum engineering and chemistry and good base oils, good additives the GL5 supersedes all of them. So um, you don't see GL6. I've seen GL6 one time in the last year, and that was a private label um, rear end company that they had a private label, and they kind of preached that a little bit for marketing. But uh, for the most part, GL4, uh, which has half of the EP additive, basically, than the four, or excuse me, the five. So... But I did put in the notes, if anyone wants them, I broke down um, the GL1, you know what they were used for back in the day, and you know GL2 and all that, which I, I don't think we have to go through that because they're just, as years went on and technology improved, they just basically got superseded by the next number. Almost like engine oil, uh, if you think of diesels, the new spec is CK4, and then that supersedes CJ4. And when CJ4 come out, it superseded, you know, CH4 and CI4. So it's kind of the same, you know, principle on there. So, but, um, but the GL4s, um, when you see those, those are typically mineral based and you can get, you know, typically 80, 90, you see GL4 ratings a lot with your 80W90 gear oils, but um, they're mainly used in synchronized manual transmissions. Uh, they're good gear, you know, protections for, you know, synchronizing the gears, uh, can also be used in the hypoid, uh, axis gears under real moderate load, low speed conditions. You know, it's intended for sets with light, the heavy load and sliding force. So when you get up into, you know, like the extremes of truck and tractor pulling, there's enormous pressure and enormous shearing on the gears. Um, GL five is really, uh, what everybody's using. So. And then you know GL5. I'll we'll read off the notes here. My little cheat sheet says designed primarily for the uh, axles operating at high load and high speed. Can handle shock load loading as a higher load rating than G4, so it supersedes G4. Uh, the GL5s of the world are the most common seen today in formulations. Again, supersede the past GL uh, GL ratings used highly in high performance too. Um, the GL5 lubricants. They contain high levels of extreme pressure additives to provide that protection and under boundary uh, lubrication conditions. Common heavy duty applications include differentials in motorsports, on road, off road trucks, differentials, final drives, and caterpillar scrapers, and differentials and planetaries and Euclid uh, haul trucks. Some manual shift transmissions use GL5 but uh, typically should not be used in synchro uh, synchromesh type transmission as the EP of, you know, they're corrosive to yellow metals or um, you know, when we say yellow metals, it's typically referencing brass. So uh, limited slip dif- differentials also typical require this, uh, this specific lubricant and a lot of the uh, racing, what they label as racing uh, have limited slip additive um, chemistry in it. So, and that's the current. So um, the next one there, G6, the GL6 we talked about, that's uh, obsolete. The the test measures that they used to test with aren't even available anymore. So and I don't believe they've been around since maybe the late 70s or before the 70s. So, But they're obsolete. And then that MT1 we talked about, those are for non-synchronized non-synchron, uh, manual transmissions in the heavy-duty trucks. Uh it has a total different additive package and chemistry than GL4 and 5, so, but that's a current spec too, just for uh, everyone's reference. But any questions on that? You
1: know, we just had the Florida pullers checking in, our friend John AC down there, but I haven't seen any other questions pop up yet, Scott, so.
2: All right, so... Uh, Gear oil viscosity, um, there's a couple of viscosities that most common everybody sees. So um, it's important to know that the viscosity for gear lubricants is primarily chosen to provide desired film thickness between interacting surfaces at a given speed and low. Because it's difficult to determine the load for most uh, viscosity selection methods, the load is basically assumed and determined you know the determining factors by speed, so it's um, that's a tough one to gauge. But, but the two most common that you see viscosities that you'll you know, even if you go to your tractor supply or AutoZone or Napa, or, you know, online are 75W90 and 80W90. So, uh, 7590 is you know, it's uh, uses the extreme pressure conditions limited slip differentials. It's used in, you know, colder climates. It's, um, you know, you can use it in final drives um, and axles, the thick oil film formed by this one so can withstand very high temperatures and extreme conditions, including dirty and dusty. So, uh, which is important over when you, especially if you're on a, a circle dirt track racing. So, and typically you're seeing most of those going to full synthetics now. Um, they still do make i think they have a few mineral based but most 7590s are going the route with full synthetic just for all the um you know DNA advantages of full synthetic one is the high viscosity index uh which just in a basic term is you know how it reacts hot the cold or the pour point you know so you know you get out on a track or you know maybe it's cold where you're pulling it's not up temperature but once you get down the track and everything's like, you know, you're putting the <coughs> to it, it heats up. So, but um, 80 90 is typically, like I said, is more mineral based uh, oils. And you see that a lot around, um, you know, the farms and stuff for, you know, fleets and heavy duty truck bus garages, stuff like that, where it's not such a harsh condition, you know. But um, they come in mono grade. So, you, real common one is SAE 50, which back in the day was pretty much, uh, they considered an engine oil and that's really, you know, the monograde is really designed for normal temperatures or ambient temperatures. So, um, the higher a number on that indicates, you know, a more viscous oil, but, uh, it's really common in construction stuff. The SAE 50, you see that a lot. Like I say, it's you can use that in transmissions, you know, and gear oil, especially on the trucks. Um, the multi-grade gear oils—that's what your 80W90 or 7590. So, again, like engine oil, that first number with the W is a winter number or cold-rated uh, number. The second number is a hot or hot-rated number. So, um, so the multi-gears, you know, other than in motorsports, you usually see that where it's you know, can handle hotter
0: and cooler temperatures. So, so what is 140 gear lube then?
2: So 140, uh, it's just going up. It's, you know, just summarize Doug. And that's a great question. It it's thicker. It's a, it's a thicker viscosity. So I'll give you an example over on, um, the racing world, especially dirt. A lot of times we'll go to a 75, 140 gear oil, full synthetic. You know, when they're running wide open. Or they decell a lot, depending on the track, or if there's wheel hop when you got that shearing or those gears, you know, slide or have that hard load on them. So we'll jump up uh, to 140 because that'll actually provide a thicker boundary uh, to protect that as it gets hot. So when they're running the big tracks on, like the, um, like with truck and track, point you don't see it and you don't need it so much. But when in in the race car world on the big tracks. Where where it gets hot, where it's really running, you know, a long time, and deceleration—believe it or not—on a dyno chassis uh, puts more shear and stress on the oil than acceleration, uh, which is kind of interesting. You would think. I know on
0: on the big mods or the Unlimiteds, they have tons of rear end issues, and that has to do with when that box hits; it like unloads things. And there's a split second in there where the bearings are not getting any oil. And yeah, exactly. It's a great that's point. That's them. And they've, you know, like Brent Payne with GMS has incorporated a pump now that is instead of using, uh, what would you call it, uh, centrifugal force to throw oil, they actually have a pump that sprays oil on that differential now.
2: Yeah. That's, that's eliminating some of the issue. Yeah, no, it's really the the 140 and higher, It's you know, it's basically gives you that much more film strength for that application. But you also have to remember too, that it's like me jumping in a pool of water and that me jumping in a pool of mud. So it's coefficient friction. So as much as you're getting that protection, you're also losing a little bit of that, you know, freeness to, to give you, that equates back, you know, to the engine or horsepower, you know, so that's, there's a there's a fine balance there of do you need it or not but you know it's just as and you got a great point it's shock load like when you get the shock load and like when you get wheel hop it's considered shock load but um, the seventy five ninety full synthetic gear oils of today uh, especially a racing uh, classified one on the top tier they're phenomenal like they're they're very uh, high end extremely high end base oils and very high end additive. So they can really, you know, take a beating or pounding or shearing, I guess. So, but, you know, in years ago um, they didn't have that technology. So you probably saw a lot, you know, a lot more wear, <coughs> but excuse me, but uh, no, that's a good question.
0: We have that, a question. Yeah. How much thicker? So I'm guessing they're referring to, the difference between a 90 weight and 140 weight?
2: Yeah, you know, so I should have a, and I don't have one right in front of me, but if you have a viscosity chart, and a viscosity chart is a nice little tool because it goes across. It'll give you the ISO grade, which is viscosity grade for, like, your hydraulic oils, and then it goes over, and you get, uh, I think the next one, if I'm not mistaken, is Agma, your gear oils, and then the next one um is your SAE, your engine oils, and then your next one is SAE gear oils. Yeah, right there is one. So um, if you look at it, and 140 might not be on there, but can you blow that up, Jason? I can't. That's
1: the thing I clicked on. Sorry. Um, uh, I don't know if I can save it. Hold on. Let me see if I can save this image. Yeah, give me a second. I can save it. I'm going to look to your shapes. Yeah, Brian says, Mr. Schaefer says one grade above 90.
2: Yeah, so it's one grade. I I got one here. I wonder if I can send this to you, Jason. I'm gonna send this over to you so you can throw it on. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, send an email or Facebook Messenger. I'm gonna send it to your email because this this is really a great tool for everybody. Um, I'm just gonna put. Uh, it's coming to you right now, Jason. Yep.
1: Give me. I'll download it. Give me a second.
2: It, it is. He is correct. It's one viscosity grade up from 90, but it's important that you can see the viscosity where it is as far as, and again, you know, our show is basically educating people on the basics. You know, it's technical, but it's the basics. So you'll see on that chart that, um, and it's good because you can go across and see like everyone can relate the hydraulic oil, like AW68 or ISO, ISO. 32 46 68 up on thickness. So when you look at a viscosity chart and you go across it's a great tool because you can see engine oil where it is on there for viscosity, you can see your gear oils and all that stuff. And when you get that pulled up it'll actually reference that AGMA for the industrial gear oils to the um SAE gear oils too. So you'll okay. see, you'll see what we're talking about.
1: I almost have it uploaded, give me one second. Yep, take your time. Oh, it's a PDF. Hold on a second. I got to turn it into a JPEG. Yep, it's a PDF. Of course it is. This moment of silence brought to you by Jason <laughs> Uh
2: So, anyways, just uh, while you're doing that, just go back to the, like the GL fours and why they're a weak link to, you know, and GL fives for brass. So when you have brass or yellow metals. Um, what happens is is the additive package that puts the boundary or the sacrificial layer there, it's, it, it supersedes the metal. So when the gears shear and come together and it, it kind of squeezes the oil out, that, that film streak, you know, when they put a pressure, it, it would actually, the sulfur and phosphorus would actually peel away the yellow metal or brass. So that's why it's detrimental um, to yellow metals because it just... It eats at them, so that's that's where the GL4 comes in better to run with any yellow metals or you know kind of synchronized. Is this? Or, am I zoomed in on the right spot? Yeah. Scotty? Yep. So if you see that, you can see the gear oils, SAE gear oil, and then you see the AGMA that I referenced for industrial. They're two different animals, but you can also go up. There's a 250 um, automotive gear oil. So in a, my old eyes, but. If you want to reference it, so you can see the window of what 140 is. So you know when you say there's a viscosity, it's not just like within one percent or whatever. You can see this chart's really nice because you can see that that 140, you know, kind of falls in between. You know, in this case, um, that's a that's an iso. What is that? An iso 680 or 460? So. It's pretty thick. It, if you want to think about it, it's pretty thick. So it's it's going to put in viscosity, it puts the boundary in between there. So it's pretty, you know, it's going to protect. But again, um, you got to be careful. If you, you could lose a little bit of your force powers. You know, it takes a little bit to go through the thicker oil, just like a crankshaft would be, you know, as far as coefficient friction. So um, if you don't need it, you don't need it. And the newer stuff, too, the seal, uh, you know, the editors for the seal, they're they're uh, much better today. You don't, you know, eat seals or, you know, if you get, you know, there are people that mistakenly will put an 80-90 in or if they get, you know, 75-90 that's a lower grade. You can, you know, you've probably seen this or heard people, they blow their rear end out or they have blow-by, blows by the seal and whatever, so... Um, if you get just like anything, if you if you buy a high end, you use good components, you're going to have a good, you know, quality performing finished product. If you, you know, I reference chocolate chip cookies. If you go and buy great value shortening and, you know, great value not to pick on them. But, you know, chocolate chips, it's different than if you got Crisco shortening or, you know, margarine and Toll chocolate chip cookies. You're going to get a different end product because it's higher end stuff, you know. But um do we clarify that for the question i we yeah uh, phyllis hasn't said
1: much since then so i think we're okay on that let me get back into our uh where we were with the mo- the, mon- the mono grades and the multi grades give me one second here there we go so we're back yep
2: i think so we're at e- extreme pressure gear oils uh there we go yep yep so we'll just explain a little bit we've we've talked about it the gl5 for extreme pressure gear oils um you know they can come in synthetic or mineral based base oils. You know the, the common multigrades contain extreme you know pressure rust inhibitors, anti foam additives that we all talked about, and uh, the additives allow EP gears you know the oil to protect highly loaded gear sets. It has high contact pressure of the gear tooth face and can cause gears to wear, um, you know quicker. EP gear oil helps extend the life of high load uh, bearing gear sets too. So, but, um, again, just in that paragraph, I I put some notes in there, the sulfur and phosphorus, it puts a a black sacrificial coating on the gears and anything that touches with a little pressure and temperature, you know, so as the gears turn instead of wearing the sacrificial coating or additive. So if you can imagine those gears, they're coming down and meshing, you got that boundary or film, it's peeling away, you know, the oil's coming out, peeling away and that's what protects. Um, so instead of the gears, you know, turn when they turn, instead of wearing, that's your protection. And, um, it's, you know, it's just good. Like I say, the new technology of that and the additives are phenomenal from way back when, um, other than that, just to pick out some notes in there, I got in there just for reference, traditional GL, you know, four gear oil, uh, just, Average, it's about half of the level of sulfur and phosphorus than a GL five. So the GL five, it's got a lot stronger bond. Uh, in it, you know, won't when it when you have that film strength, it doesn't all peel off. So you have protection. You know, the oil is always constantly moving around, especially if you have a spray setup in there. You know, that's going to help as well too. So, but um, other than that, there's mineral based gear oil. Um, the high quality mineral based you know, mineral-based oils, they perform well. In fact, you know, it's been proven over the years that they have a higher pressure viscosity coefficients than synthetics, uh, allowing greater film thickness at given an operator. But um, I want to just note that it's not for extreme or harsh conditions. So that's the big difference. And just like engine oil, um, the Group 1, Group 2, Group 3 base oils we talked about, you know, Group 1 at the top of the distillation, is your, you know, dirtiest, so to speak, most saturates as you distill it. Group two is better. And then you distill it in the the tower. Group three is even better. The group threes today we talked about are so good that there's some of them are being labeled as full synthetic. So um, depending on manufacturer brand, you know, the quality can vary based on those things. You know, the quality of the additives. And the quality, or you know, if you're using a Group One or Group Three base oil, for example, there's going to be a difference how they perform. So, um, the synthetic gear oils of today, they're frequently multi-grade, which is 75, 90, 75, 140, 75, 250. You know, um, very robust chemistry today. Um, they, you can use it at extremely low temperatures, extremely high temperatures. Uh, that's the viscosity index on on full synthetics is much better. Um, they prevent rust, foaming of the gear uh, oil in the box, and the wear of the gears. And typically, foam is from the shearing or uh, heat. Typically, creates foam and oil and breaks it down. There's you know we talked about it before. Heat is one of the number one killers of oil, so it's important. Um, you know it's good for dirty, dusty conditions, motorsports, marine. I have, uh, several marinas that, um, purchased on, they purchased several, but one in particular is our champion 7590 racing oil. And, um, they run in the lower units on the inboard outboards, you know, they run two to three years, uh, sometimes without changing that. So, but, uh, synthetic based stocks, you know, they're greater inherent resistance to oxidation and thermal degradation or heat, you know. They resist heat more is what that means. Um, you can use it in multiple vehicles. You can use it in your passenger cars, your trucks, you know, on-road, off-road, like I said, boats, motorsports, tractors, uh, all that good stuff. So, but um, other than that, uh, just to summarize that, just, and I said it a few times, just like anything, there's good, better, best, and premium. And most of the brands today are pretty, you know, oil's pretty good at every level, but chemistry is different and it makes a big difference uh, from competitor brand, you know, competing brand to competing brand. So, but the most common you see in motorsports, funny they had said that earlier in the notes was 7590, 75140 are pretty much the the two you see um, all the time over in the motorsports arena. So but uh,
0: any questions
2: on that or more clarity or explanation? No, nothing so far, Scott. Yeah. So I can jump spotting. into um,
1: uh, the other two slides. You said you wanted to talk about, let me find my email here, but sorry. <clears throat> we have the GR synthetic gear PDF, and then we have the uh, the other two. Look, look like line Card, Sunoco, Ultra ADW, and then Ultra Weight, and then uh, the 75. You want me to bring those up?
2: Yeah, so I just have some products that we have in stock um, yep. over Premier. And a couple of them are GL5, you know, the full synthetics. And then, um, well, you have this one too, Jason, but the Sunoco 80W90, in this, in it's nice. Well, we'll go with that one. It's up there, whatever you want to do. Well, I got, here's all three of them. We can okay, so them. you see how Sunoco kind of on their product data sheets. They reference the GL4 right on there. So it's 80W90 GL4 gears. And the nice part about today's world with product data sheets, they're very informative and educational for the consumer. So it's nice. So you look in the description, it actually kind of tells you everything we kind of covered uh, with that, what they're used for, you know, applications. So, But uh, we have that in stock over at Premier Lubricants. And then I referenced the Snoco 7590 and the uh, Champion 7590, both GL5. You know, the Champion, we get the Snoco there. But, you know, even though the Snoco doesn't say on it, you know, racing on the label, don't let that, you know, throw you off because it's very high end. It's basically, uh, you can use it in a racing application. It just doesn't say racing, but it's very high end, full synthetic. Heavy duty, Um, kind of the specifications, you know, you can see like Mac is called out on theirs. Um, And then that champion one you have there, um, basically they call theirs. They have a a racing uh, version of it, which has limited slip additive in it, uh, right in the chemistry, but uh, very good product. Um, I know uh, we fixed a lot of issues on some of the top teams just by switching gear oil over to champion over the last few years. Um, But these are all readily available. I know it's end of the season. So, you know, we're kind of planning for next year on that, but as far as day shift business, what I call our core, um, we have that stuff too. I I do have like with the champion, just for reference um, mentioned, I have multiple marinas that buy that for the lower units, uh, just because it's a higher end product. You know, we have, um, you know, people that buy it just you know for their trucks or you know their shops, farms, whatever. So, just because it says racing, uh, doesn't mean you can't use it for other applications for sure. It's still a GL5, it's got all the you know SAE Society of Automotive Engineers specifications, but uh, it's 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 a high end product for sure. So, but uh, other than that. Uh, GL-5, just to summarize, that is a rating on additives and gear style. They correlate together. So GL-5 and GL-4 are your most uh, common in today's world. Your GL-1, GL-2, GL-3, and GL-6 are obsolete. Um, they've been obsolete for a while. And then when you go over to uh, the gear oil for industrial, it's Agma, like on that chart. So that's a whole different animal Um, because there are a lot of open gears and different things. They put tactifiers in for open gears, so the oil sticks, things like that, dewatering for, like, bottling companies, all that good stuff. But uh, other than that, that's kind of a nutshell, the automotive gear oil. Do
1: you want me to bring that viscosity chart back up at all, Scotty, or do you go through that enough?
2: Yeah. You know what? It's a good reference tool for people. You get asked a lot, you know, and, um, it, it basically has, uh, most of the lubricants that people use today are on that viscosity chart. It's a, it's a great reference tool. And like I say, it actually, on the one side, will show you the centistoke rating of oil, and then it'll show you the S U S, uh, rating for oil on the right side typically. But, um, yeah, if you blow that up and look at it close. So if you, you know, if you see the ISO, that's uh, International Standard Organization. So those are your hydraulic oil ratings. So when you see that down at the bottom, that price starts out with like um, maybe eight or 10 or and then it goes to 32, 46, 68 on the ISO. So those those are your hydraulic, and then the AGMA uh, rating column. That's your industrial gear oils. So they rate them number by viscosity. So one is thin, and 8A at the top is thicker. So they go thicker. And then on your uh, SAE auto, that's your engine oils. So that that's your viscosities. <laughs> and, you know you reference over to how they they measure it. The Saybolt or the Comatic. Uh, uh, that's that's your senestoke. Uh, measuring and your S U S measuring. So it's just two different ways to measure viscosity, two different test methods. That's all that is. So they reference, you know, you see Senestoke a lot on a, on a oil, like at a hundred, you know, degrees or, or at uh, 40 and then uh, typically Celsius. And then your SAE gear, that is your um, gear oils. We just talked about for automotive. So, And you can see, like, if you look at 75 on a multi-grade, so when it's, you know, technically when the oil is cooler, you're down at this viscosity. You know, you're at a, you know, 40 centistoke and then the 90s. So that's your window. So if you take the bottom of 75 and go to the top of 90, that's your multi-grade window of viscosity. But great little chart. Yeah. Um, reference i know they make a pocket one for wallets
1: um yeah if anybody wants this just email Doug at beer team.com or jason at beer money pulling team.com we can send this over to you so it's been yeah. fun the amount of questions that we've been getting and you know to the website and stuff and then you're answering the the
2: client Scott I love it I love it yeah and one thing to reference too so if if you see the senestoke rating on that viscosity chart usually the rule of thumb is just multiply by five and that'll give you your S U S rating. So, and then the same goes, if you want to go from S U S to Centistoke rating for your viscosity, just divide by five and it gets you right in the ballpark. So, but, um, other than that, the, you know, the sulfur and phosphorus, the additives today, um, you know, we get like there no disrespect to anybody because a lot of people, there's such a gray area with oil um, just like over the weekend um, walking around the pits and in the infield, you know, some of the people I know, or I had, a, you know, apparel on they come over and ask questions. They still, now I'm going to pick on racing oil because that's where, you know, I was at an event. They still reference racing oil, high zinc. They always ask high zinc. They think that a high zinc, uh, parts per million is EDDP package or zinc. What is front we talked about in the first week is better. And it, it's not, it's, it's a combination of zinc and phosphorus and calcium. So just cause it says it's 2,600 parts per million from brand X, and then you go down and brand, you know, Y is 1600 parts per million. It doesn't mean it's a better oil. It's just different chemistry on how they get things to work and play nice, you know, little of this, little of that. So, Um, the diesel engine oil too, you know, they went from a typical 1100 to 1300 parts per million in the old formulation, CJ four, they're down to anywhere from seven to 900 parts per million. So, um, the teams that are running, you know, diesel engine oil today thinking they got the zinc and the detergents and it looks good. They have to just, I just caution that because it's, you know, the CK four spec, has a lot more detergents and a lot less zinc only to accommodate the EPA, the filters, mm-hmm. and all the stuff going on. So, um, and break in oil was, you know, they used diesel engine oil a lot in the, in the old days to break in because it was cheap. It had the zinc, yep. the detergents, all that stuff. So now you're seeing break in oil uh, more the forefront for breaking in engines, you know, you typically, Break-in SAE 30 is number one. It's been been number one forever. But you're starting to see uh, multi-grade break-in oils, like 1040, 2050. Some of the engine builders, you know, they like to break in with the viscosity that you're going to be running. So there's some benefit to that, uh, according to them. So, and but, you
0: bring up break-in oil, and it's getting to be dyno season, so we can help anybody with. Yep. Now's the yeah. time to test, test the new product if you want to try it definitely um and that's the know. hardest
1: part too like because i've worked with different engine builders scott over time you know with different tractors and stuff like that and everybody it's hard to go <laughs> your engine, you know that's the one oil that they've used their whole life and they've had nothing but good luck with it but right talking to you you know what you don't pretend to be god you but you know you know that you know you know it you know lubricants and oils and what it means and what they do and people trust you and that's what's been fun I really enjoyed working with you. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. And there's, there's a big gray area with oil. And that's why you see, I use them. My dad used, I use them. My grandpa used, and you know, one of the things we'll talk about down the road is, uh, you know, multi-grade oil. And the question is, we all know that when oil gets hot, it gets thinner. So how can it be in the bottle as a, you know, a 10 W 40, well, how can it be a 10 thin when it's cold and then it's hot and it gets thinner? So it, you just got to kind of clear your mind and then understand the chemistry and the molecules. And we can talk more about it, but, you know, the viscosity improvers and modifiers, they actually, when oil heats up, there's a chemical reaction at the molecules inside I have a bunch of little snake, um, you know, for instance, all tight, you know, when it's cold, but when it heats up, those snakes, so to speak, in one molecule start expanding, and that's how you get your dual uh or multi-grade, you know, and it gets uh like a 1040, it gets to become a 10, you know, or, or excuse me, a 40. So it's really interesting on that. But um the high zinc thing is interesting because people out there, you know, they reference the race oils just high zinc. Does it have high zinc and um Or if their engine looks good or they never had a problem, it didn't blow up. So that's the new norm. But there's always something better out there, you think. So, but, uh, yeah, no, that's good. Um, If there's anyone's got questions, email. I mean, I've been getting emails, people, uh, topics to talk about different things. And um, Well, our world, there's a lot of, you know, obviously we have a lot of followers. But in our world, also, there's a lot of different
1: opinions about oil. And that's what's been fun to team up with you, Scott. Again, and, and just talk about all the different products that are out there. And that you, you know, you you'll be honest, like, hey, that's a good oil. I mean, that's what I like about you. You're not just, a, yeah, we want to sell. Obviously, that's why we're doing this. But it's more important to inform. And I've picked up a lot on this because everybody knows I'm just kind of a dummy when it comes to mechanics and stuff like that. So it's been really good for me uh, to to yeah. go into these. And I love the comments. I love seeing people come in and off of the shows. I mean, that's it's, it's good content. We're making people making people smarter.
2: So, well, you know, the art thing too, going back Jason and Doug to, um, in oil years ago, they would sell race engine oil off the dyno sheet. You know, that's, that's what sold like, let's face it, more horsepower, more torque, right? Those are the two things you're looking for. So, um, but there's also, you have to put in the variable that it's gotta be practical too. how it's being used on the track, you know, so, so, there's big differences just because an oil tests well on the dyno and it's phenomenal. It's like, oh man, we cranked up the horsepower for you. And so, especially in um, circle track, you know, because what happens, you know, you're doing pulls on the dyno and all that stuff, and no disrespect for that. But when you're out on the track, that's practical application, right? That's right. That race condition where, you, you know, you're running the oil hotter you might get in traffic. You're not getting, you know, cooled like you would or blah, blah, blah. So, um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. It's interesting with the break-in process and that, but, um, break-in oil, we could do just a, a half hour on that because it's, it's interesting, um, why there's break-in oil and what break, oil, you know, break-in oil does for, you know, seating the reins, you know, you know, breaking engines in, so to speak, there's a lot going on, but, there's also a lot of variables too on what you're using that engine for as far, you know, as far as the hone, uh, on the block and as far as piston reins and, um, again, Lake Speed Junior is one of the best in the businesses, you know, as far as oil goes, uh, highly respect and he's a total seal. So there's a lot going on there with, you know, respect to uh, piston rings and, and oil. So, you know, oil is the heartbeat of that engine, just like blood is to a human body. So, and, um, you know, last thing I'll close, no matter what you have out there, an oil analysis um, program, even if it's once a year to have that oil test, it will really tell the story of what's going on, you know, where items, premature failure, all that good stuff. So um, it's good with the cost of stuff today. It's just getting astronomical. And let's face it, I'm hearing more and more premature failure because of, um well they say cheap parts but let's face it it's metallurgy um you know a lot of stuff's coming from overseas we won't pick on anybody but we kind of know where it's coming from but we're seeing a lot more camshaft wear breaking uh you know crankshafts that are breaking too just you know stuff that just as you know normally doesn't happen and you know when I say that we're you know I deal like predominant engine builders like top-notch stuff I mean you know, some of my engine builder customers, they're building hundred $120,000 pieces, you know. So it's not like they're just doing it in their garage out back, you know. So just something to be aware of, too, because a lot of times when there's failure, oil gets picked on. It's like, oh, man, it's got to be the oil, you know. Sometimes it is, but 99.9% of the time, it's not oil related. That's for sure. But uh, anyways, any questions on the gear oil GL? uh, products, you know, we stock them over premiere. Um, you know, PRI is coming up. We're excited. We definitely want to get pre-orders from there just to make sure everyone's accommodated going into, you know, 2024, you know, get stocked up or at least, you know, we have an idea of inventory. So.
1: Yep. No, we're going to be excited to be down there with you again, uh, this year coming up for that. So we're going to have some tractors on display. Our new tractor is going to be on display. Um, and I, I know Doug's working on a couple other things as well. The Outlaw Truck and tractor Pulling Association is going to be there with us. So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That's coming up December 9th through the 11th in Indianapolis, right? Douglas? 7th to
0: the ninth, I believe. 7th through the 9th, I, I got In
1: my brain.
2: Sorry. Yep, 7th through the 9th. Sorry about that. So, that'll be good. And then uh next week we'll have some exciting news for everyone from Premier Lubricants. We have uh, another uh American made in USA brand that uh we're bringing on. We're going to be a master distributor for that as well. So we're pretty excited to announce that to everybody. It's going to have another, um, offering to, you know, one-stop shop. That's our goal. We'd really like to be the one-stop shop lubricant, um, you know, distributor warehouse. So, and, uh, just cause we're in Atchison, Kansas, our primary location there, that, that doesn't matter. We ship all over. I mean, we ship Brandon and I, my partner, we ship, um, you know, we have customers in Australia in the Sprint car World. we ship skids of oil over there. So um anywhere in the U.S. is no problem. You want to ship out of state or order or excuse me, out of the states, lower 48. We do that, too. So um that's not a problem. I love it. Well, thanks for watching tonight, everybody. Every Tuesday night, Tech Talk,
1: Scotty Hottie. Scotty Too Hottie, Mr. Balby here, our VP um, um, Motorsports and Business Development. We appreciate that. Doug, thank you for your time tonight. I'm going to start a new live here in a little bit called Outlawed Life. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye-bye.